hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, Happy New Year, Courier Nation. I got to tell you what, it sounds a little bit weird to say Happy New Year on the 27th of December. But since this is the last episode in the podcast for 2019, I'm going to stick with it. Happy New Year. Folks, we're coming up on the uh, beginning of 2020, and there were a lot of different ways that I was thinking of going with this episode, and uh, really was thinking for the longest time about kind of digging a little bit into goals and uh, trying to uh, think about what do you want to see the next year look like? And it's going to sound like just all the other stuff about resolutions, right? But I just decided that because I'm seeing a lot of questions and a lot of people starting to ask about what's going to happen with AB5, I want to circle back to that. Now, we did an episode, uh, episode 37, that talked about that when the law was passed. And, uh, you know, that's been several weeks ago. But I think because that law goes into effect on January 1st, it becomes law in California. And it, because it impacts us, um, or at least those of us in our industry that are independent contractors, or it should, or it, it's expected to, there's, there's a lot of maybes about AB5, to be honest. A lot of people are starting to ask that question. You know, They're starting to wonder, what's going to happen to me if I'm a driver in California working for Grubhub or DoorDash or Uber Eats or Postmates? And you know, they're kind of asking a lot of questions and uh, you know what the answers are that they're getting from uh, from all of these apps? You know, I think that's the thing that's been fascinating about this whole thing is just that radio silence right now as far as these gig companies and their communication or lack of with their contractors. And I think it says a lot about these companies because you've got people that they're, they're nervous, they're scared, they don't know what's going to happen, they're confused, and they're just kind of waiting to see what kind of changes are going to happen. And they're hearing nothing. So what will happen on January 1st if you are a California contractor in the gig economy? Nothing. The only thing that's going to change on January 1st is the date on your calendar, on your phone, on your computer, whatever. That's it. If you were a contractor for Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, or anybody else, on January 1st, you will be a contractor for Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, or anybody else. And that's it. There will not be a change. Nothing changes until it changes. I know Yogi Bear would be proud of that one, wouldn't he? But here's the deal. Nothing is going to be different on January 1st. And if you're, if you're a contractor on Jan- December 31st, you will wake up as a contractor, even in California, on January 1st. And on January 2nd and on January 7th and on and on. And probably on December 27th of 2020, you will still be a contractor is my guess. Maybe something will change. Maybe. But here's the thing that you've got to understand about January 1st rolling around and about AB5 becoming law on January 1st, and that is this. AB5 does not make you an employee. You've got to understand that AB5 does not make you an employee. 
you will not automatically wake up on January 1st and poof, it's like a genie snapped his fingers and you're now an employee. That's not going to happen. AB5 did not and will not change anyone's status. That is not what AB5 is. It is not a law that says gig economy people are now employees. It is a law that says this is when a company can use contractors instead of employees. And to be honest, it doesn't do a great job of that. And that's why I'm not sure AB5 is ever going to change anything. The law goes live on January 1st, but it doesn't change your relationship or your status with these companies. And you've got to understand, I think, a little bit about what AB5 is and how it works. And maybe then you start to understand why nothing is going to change and why it's going to probably take a long time before anything actually does change. Now, back in September, we did a multi-part series on AB5. We summarized it all in episode 37 on the podcast. And if you want to get into a lot more depth on it, just just uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to that uh, summary page on episode 37. And that also has links to all of the different articles that we did on AB5. But here it is very, very simply. When a business has to have work done for them, they've got two choices. You can hire an individual which would be an employee, or you can hire a business to do the work. And eventually that became, you know, an independent contractor could fit into that role, right? And, and that's why I make the big point is you got to think of yourself as a business owner because technically you are a business as an independent contractor. But anyway, it costs a heck of a lot more to have employees. There are a lot of regulations. There are a lot of responsibilities. There's insurance. And so businesses figured out, hey, we can do an end around here on all of this. We can save a lot of money and a lot of time just by calling our people independent contractors. Laws came around to kind of prevent that kind of abuse of the status. And this is where AB5 comes in is it's, it's meant to better define when you can use an employee and when you can't. I don't know that it really did a whole lot better than that. Here's the deal, folks, is there's already a lot of laws in the books that, you know what, when you really look at them, these companies don't meet those laws, but they still have us as contractors. I don't think AB5 is really going to be any different. But the deal is, is AB5 is not a law that says you are an employee. All it does is it defines when and where a contractor can be used. And that is it. Now, like I mentioned, there's a lot of laws already in the books about when you can use employers or employees and and when it's okay to use a contractor. And, and those laws protect that abuse of that relationship. But the laws are not consistent. And uh, a lot of times they're kind of confusing. They're they're broad. And and what they could have is they could have like a dozen different factors. And then what has to happen is some court or some judge or some jury has to weigh those factors. And a company is going to be in violation of some, but if they're better in certain other ones, that outweighs it. And that leaves it all down to opinion, which is really kind of sticky. And so the whole idea of this ABC test in the AB5 legislation, that's what it's all built around is what it does is it defines three tests, three things that a company has to meet to call you a contractor. And here they are. The first one, if you control the work of the worker, you cannot call them a contractor. Number two, 
If the worker does the work that is central to your business, you cannot call them a contractor. A delivery company cannot use contractors to deliver. And that is why you hear these companies saying they're not a delivery company. And that was the whole point of last week I talked about, you know, companies, how they won't go all in on being delivery companies because they can't because of these employment laws. But anyway, that is number two, that you cannot do, the worker cannot do the work of the company. And the third one is, I don't know if anybody totally understands what it is, to be honest. Let me read it to you just directly from the law. Here's what the law says. Basically, you can only be a contractor if, and I quote, the person is customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, or business of the same nature as that involved in the work performed. What? I mean, you can understand why there's there's a there's there's already confusion over exactly what that means, and I've seen a lot of different ways that people have put it to try and make sense. And one way that I think I've put it is that when the worker is in an established business and it's in a line of work that is normally considered to be work that is done by a business. But here's the deal is, I mean, you know, that's part of the problem. Anyway, we'll get more into that problem in a little bit. But the problem with so many of the other tests was that they were so vague. And the idea of AB5 was to get a tighter, stronger definition. And, and that's the idea is that you have to meet all three conditions to call somebody a contractor. And so in that way, I think it's better because there's none of this, okay, you can be this, but you can't be that. It's very clear. One, two, three. If you miss on any of those, sorry, you got you to gotta hire them. And uh, so AB5 was meant to try and you know identify that a little bit better. But here's why nothing is going to change on January 1st. Because, as I said, the law does not change your status. It only defines when a company can use a contractor. And even then, it doesn't mean that you're automatically an employee right away. You don't become an employee until they hire you as an employee. And the law does not say that Grubhub workers are employees. It says that Grubhub can only have contractors if they meet those three tests above. That's all that the law is. But here's what comes into play. Grubhub is saying, oh, but we do meet those tests. I don't know. You look at some of those and you say, huh? And you look at number three and you say, well, how does anybody know? But that's what's happening is, and that's why nothing is happening with any of these companies because they're saying, okay, we're in compliance with the law. We're good. Nothing to see here. Carry on. And I got to be honest, I'm not sure that uh, they're necessarily wrong. And uh, there's, you know, and, and, but that's part of the problem is now what do you do? Now what do you do when the company says we're in compliance and somebody else says you're not? Well, somehow you got to make a decision and that takes time. And that's, that's the whole deal here. Now, here's the deal. I think there's a lot of false rhetoric out there. There's a lot of clickbait. There's a lot of articles. There's a lot of people trying to get people in or trying to make waves with the comments. And I know right away that uh, there's no objectivity when a newspaper or a uh, online magazine will say that uh, Uber is defiant, that DoorDash refuses to obey the law. Because what it means is either whoever wrote that headline has no idea what they're talking about, or 
they don't care because they're just trying to kind of make a point themselves. You know, they've already got in their mind, you know, whatever it's supposed to be. And all of that stuff is garbage when they do that. It shows that they don't understand what this is all about. But the companies are saying that, no, it's not that we are disobeying the law. It is that we believe we are in compliance with the law. And that's that's a whole different picture here. And that's why nothing's going to happen for a little while, because what that means is there's going to be a fight over it. Now, if things change, here's the question. When is going to change? How will it happen? Things will change at the moment that any of the companies decide that they're going to hire contractors. But here's how I think it's going to play out, you guys. I think at some point, and we'll just use, I've been, I've been picking on Grubhub, so we'll stay with Grubhub here. Grubhub says on January 1st and, and uh, from then on, no, we're in compliance, so we don't need to get employees that we meet the test. And, you know, the first question is, is the state going to say, yes, we agree with you or no, we don't agree with you. So let's say the state says, no, no, you're, you're not using employee or you're not doing this right. And so what they do is they say, hey, you're in violation. You got to make a change. And the state then, we can fine you. We can, we can do all these different things. But even then, nothing changes because guess what has to happen? They have to go through this whole fight as to whether or not they meet those tests. And so what's going to happen is the state's going to try and enforce the law. That's one way that it could happen. And, and they'll say, you're, you're in violation. And Grubhub says, no, we're not. And the state says, yes, you are. And Grubhub says, no, you're not. And honestly, it's going to be just about that silly, guys. And then at some point, one or the other is going to sue the other, and it's going to go to court. And then at that point, they have to go through this whole thing of either the state proving that Grubhub does not meet those three tests or Grubhub saying, yes, we do meet those tests. And that's going to take a long time. Just all of the different appeals, all the different things, um, and you can you can bet you that Grubhub or any of these companies, they're going to do everything they can to stall on this because the sooner that they have to hire employees, you know, it's in their best interest to avoid doing that because the sooner they have to hire employees, the sooner they have to start paying all that extra cost. And it's going to take a long time. And the funny thing is, there's a good chance it doesn't even come to a court decision because what happens if Grubhub at one point figures out, oh, you know what, we can't win this. And they back off and they go ahead and hire employees. But you know what? There's still no actual decision in place that anybody else can use. There's no verdict. There's no actual decision. And maybe the state figures out that, oh, man, you know what? It is going to cost us a whole lot more. You got to remember, guys, California is strapped for cash. California doesn't have a whole lot of resources and, and this could be one of those areas that they decide, you know what, it is not worth all the money that it costs to force this issue, and they could withdraw. They could decide, they could just flat out decide not to pursue it. There is nothing in there that forces the state to enforce this law, just like the law in Massachusetts. They are not enforcing it, and you could just say in California, there's, there's no way to really enforce it. And part of the problem is because of the language of it. Here's the other thing that could happen to make a change. I think it might be more likely to happen than even what, you know, the state enforcing. And, and that is that if contractors sue Grubhub, 
or DoorDash or Postmates or Uber Eats, if they sue them and they say, yeah, we're supposed to be employees. You owe us reimbursement. You owe us minimum wage. You owe us overtime. You owe us the self-employment taxes, all of these different things. We were misclassified and they take them to court over that. It happens all the time already, but that's why I don't expect to see that make a change either because it's already happening all the time. And uh, how many times have you seen any of these companies say, oh yeah, you're right. You're supposed to be employees. Everybody is still contractors, folks. And just because maybe it's kind of narrowed down to California now and they got a little more law, well, guess what? Those laws were in place that the same test has been in place in Massachusetts and nobody's winning that fight in Massachusetts yet. And here's the deal, those people will sue and there are all sorts of money hungry lawyers out there willing to take their 40% cut. There have already been some huge settlements just nationwide. And guess what? We're still contractors. People can take them to court, and at some point, somebody could decide to push that all the way through, and they could push for a verdict. And that would be huge if it happens. I just don't think it's ever going to happen because, honestly, I have no trust in these lawyers. Because if it were a matter of the lawyers wanting to push to get the right decision and to have the right thing happen— I know there's there's a there's one or two firms that they specialize in this, but they always come down to a settlement. They never push for it. If these companies really believed in protecting the workers' rights, they would push for a verdict that actually says these people are supposed to be hired as employees. But the problem is, is if you do that and these companies are forced to hire employees, well, now you can't sue for any more money and the cash cow has dried up. I'm sorry, I'm very cynical about that system. And I've got kind of a love-hate relationship with that whole process because there is this part that I actually appreciate that those lawyers are there just waiting to sue and and get their money. The problem is contractors never get the money. Was a couple years ago? I'll put a link to this article in the show notes also. But uh, here's a line from... uh, a news article here about that settlement that I think tells you everything. The named plaintiffs, these were the two lead people who were in that lawsuit. It was a $5 million settlement, guys. The named plaintiffs, Marciano and Kistner, will receive $7,500 each. And Liss Reardon, which is the law firm, they will get up to $1.25 million, according to the settlement. What does that tell you right there? And the rest of the money is going was divided up between 33,744 class members. Do you see the problem here? $1.25 million for Liss Reardon Law Firm. 0.0015 million. That's what $15,000 is for the two lead plaintiffs. And everybody else in that lawsuit got an average of $111. Yeah, tell me how far that $111 really goes to help anybody else out. But this is the problem is, you know, when you're, if you're going to rely on people suing them to force it into happening, I don't think it's going to happen because how many times can you sue Grubhub or DoorDash or Uber Eats or Postmates for several million dollars and all of that go to the law firm? 
Well, you can't do that anymore if all of a sudden they've got employees. So there's there's kind of an, an incentive for them to keep this whole thing going. And so it's in my mind, I could be totally wrong, but in my mind, it is a scam. And the whole problem with it all comes down to that word settlement. They're not going to push through to a verdict because it's better just to get the money. And the verdict means maybe that might not go on your side. So I just, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in it happening because of civil lawsuits or anything like that. The greatest likelihood that any company is going to change their status is when it makes sense for them to do so financially. Now, Dealey have already made that decision. You know, I, um, before the law was even passed, they decided we're just going to go ahead and switch to employees. And uh, I think for them, they're a smaller company. It wasn't worth the fight. It wasn't worth the battle. Let's just go ahead and do it now. And I think for some companies, it might come down to maybe they've already been sued. Maybe they're already in the middle of a fight. And at that point, it isn't worth doing it. The other thing that could happen, this is something that I kind of talked about last week on uh, episode 51. And that is, at some point, I think somebody's going to figure out that, you know what, if you quit playing this, we're not a tech company or we're not a delivery company game as part of that whole AB5 thing. We'll get into that a little bit more here too. But if they quit playing that game and they just go all in as being a delivery company and they focus on logistics and they hire employees and they work on efficiency, I think it could actually make sense that it could be a better business model. But I could be wrong there. I may not know what I'm talking about. And some of these guys have got some pretty smart people. And so they're still convinced that uh, it's better to use contractors. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's a total shift of their business model and they're not ready to go there, but whatever. It doesn't really matter at this point. The, the thing is that maybe somebody figures out that, oh, maybe using employees is actually a good way to go. And so for some reason, whether or not it's to avoid the lawsuits or avoid the fight or because it makes better chance, they'll make the decisions themselves. And, uh, and that's where I think you're more likely to see something happen. But even that, it's going to take time. Because these companies, you know, I mean, really, they don't have a prayer of winning this thing in court, though, do they? And actually, I think they've they do. They, they might have, I think they've got a far better shot than most people realize. Here's the thing that's at play. There, there are a few things at play. And one of those has to do with whether or not the state is actually going to enforce the law. And the other has to do with whether or not they're actually in violation. And uh, as I mentioned the article earlier, I think, but uh, there was an article in, in Forbes by uh, Diane Mulcahy that she talked about how AB5 doesn't really have any teeth. And with all the hype about uh, how AB5 is going to change things, I did not see very many people at all that actually took a common sense approach like uh, this article did. And uh, I, I really say, I'm, I'll have a link in the show notes, but you really ought to check that out because it raises some very valid points. But here's the problem that I see with the law, and, and ultimately it's, it's vague. That first test says that a business cannot control the work, but what does that really mean? How do you define what control is? And there are a lot of areas where, you know what? I feel less control from Grubhub and and, and Postmates and DoorDash than, than I felt um, when running other businesses. Back when I was in telecom, there were a lot of things where we were controlled by by the market, by the customer, by whatever. So what does that mean about control? And and when it comes to that test, I think they would probably win there. 
But that's that's the problem, though, with these laws. You know, it says, well, you can't be part of the usual course of business, but who defines the usual course of business? And that's part of the game these companies are playing right now. We are not a dic- we're not a delivery company. We are a tech company. But that's the problem with some of these laws like this. AB5 came out because previous laws were not well-defined, but AB5 didn't really get it much better because the A, B, and C, they're not that well-defined. They're still very vague, and they uh, they kind of leave some holes you could drive a truck through right now. And it's not as clear as you would think. You know, Grubhub, they've already claimed in a lawsuit a couple of years ago, we're not a delivery company. And you know what? They could actually make a point because they didn't start out as a delivery company. They started out as a marketing company. They didn't even want to get into delivery. And eventually it kind of came into some things over that, but there's still a lot of other things they do besides delivery. It's, you know, that are, that are more about marketing for restaurants. So, and that lawsuit was over misclassification of employees. DoorDash and their new terms and stuff that they just had all their drivers said, you know, there's there's a phrase in there that said, we are not a delivery company, we're a tech company. And you see with that B in the ABC test, this is very important. These companies, they say, you know what, we are not a delivery company, we're tech companies, and we merely connect restaurants, diners, and couriers together. And so, you know what, if you're a delivery company, you can't use contractors to deliver. But if you're a tech company that is just connecting people like that, and everybody's independent, well, yeah, you can do that now. Well, how do you determine which one is right? You got to go through court battle. And, and, and here's the thing is, if, you know, Grubhub has dotted the I's and crossed the T's and crossed the I's and dotted the T's and done everything as far as their organizational stuff, is that going to be enough? Or is somebody going to end up having to push that in court? And how much does it take to actually prove that they're not? I mean, you and I can look at that and say, yeah, it's obvious. They're delivery companies. But who determines which is right and how do you determine all of that? And uh, I think they've got a good chance. I don't think right now I would say it is stacked against them for the most part. And then you get to that C test and who really even understands that the person is customarily engaged in an independently established trade occupation or business of the same nature as that involved in the work performed. What the hell does that even mean? Do you see the problem with that? You, you have to get explanations of what it means. And if you've got to do that, I see, you know, I've seen, I've seen a number of articles that kind of tried to better define it, but if you have to do that already, man, when it gets to a court case, Actually, I think the C test, if it's what I expect, what I see it as being, I see it as being about, you know what, you can't hire somebody as a contractor if they didn't already go into the relationship as a business. You can't hire a business if they didn't go into the relationship as a business. You see what I'm saying there? And to me, that makes sense. And that would be enough to say, yeah. The problem is that they, they didn't phrase it in a way that you could really understand that well. And and who is going to be able to make a determination one way or the other based on that wording? So the question is, can Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, or Uber Eats pass the ABC test? I would not be afraid to put money on it. Seriously, guys. Are we free of control? Well, 
yeah, there's areas you could say no, but I've run other businesses where you don't have control. You know what? I can't set my prices. I can't, I can't determine the delivery fees from Grubhub or Postmates or anybody like that. But you know what? When I was selling telecom services, I couldn't set any prices there. It was a commission product. We sold it and it was take it or leave it. And it's not a whole lot different than what we're at right now. So there are elements of control and there are elements where there's not control. Are we doing work outside of the normal course of business? And that's a tough one. That's a hard one to say. You know, here's the deal. I think on that third test, if this is, if it's focused on whether or not the type of business is traditionally performed by a business rather than an employee, it's not been uncommon to use delivery companies, right? So I think you would pass it. But if it's about the way I defined it, you couldn't. So here's the deal. I don't know, but it's all so poorly defined that a lawyer could drive a, drive a truck through the holes in this, and I think in all three of the tests, honestly. And so, yeah, because of that, if you if you got a good lawyer who's real good at convincing the judge and the jury, um, they can win the ABC test. They could pass that. What if they don't? What happens if they do change? Understand this. I go back to this. I said this before. At no point are you going to just magically become an employee. Being an independent contractor for Grubhub or DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats does not translate into suddenly becoming an employee. When it happens, two things are going to happen. Your contract is going to end. Basically, you're terminated. And then they will hire drivers. And there's no guarantee that they're going to hire drivers. Well, here's here's the uh, third option. Your contract will end, it's terminated, and either they will hire drivers or they close up shop in California. There's not a guarantee on either one of those, and there's no guarantee that you're going to be hired. They didn't tell you that, did they, when they were pushing this thing through? You know, when DLIV made their change, they ended their contracts, they hired staff, and there were a lot of people that were not hired as employees. And you can expect the same thing. So that's what's going to happen. But I think you're going to know, you're going to have time to know. How do you know when? I couldn't tell you when. I couldn't even tell you if. But if something changes, how do you know? The the main thing that I could tell you to do is just keep watching. Watch the news. Pay attention to, you know, if um, at some point the state's going to go after, somebody's going to, you know what, this whole thing was was really passed over somebody, I think, really more making a name for themselves, I think, than actually caring about the uh, contractors. And uh, somebody in the state is going to uh, go after one of these companies, kind of the same thing. And Grubhub, DoorDash, you know, one of these guys will get sued at some point, or they'll sue the state. So keep an eye on that kind of thing. Follow that, because that's going to tell you whether or not it is likely that anything is going to change at all. Stay on top of the developments. That's really all I can tell you. But, you know, beware of the hype, because it's kind of like some of the crap in the headlines that I was talking about, like, you know, that uh, Uber is defiant and stuff like that. Guys, use common sense when you're looking at those things. And if the companies make a decision to change, I think it's going to take some time. And and it takes time for them to ramp up. They've got to have time to, they've got to get a management structure in place. They've got to get HR departments in place. They've got to develop their policies. They need to probably change how they're going to do some of the deliveries. They, They got to get all that put together. And then they've got to go out and hire a ton of drivers. You'll have announcements from them in some way, shape, or form. There will be press releases, I'm sure, and you'll get emails and things like that. But 
I'm not going to guarantee they're going to do things in a way that's really in your best interest. You know what? They could send out something that, oh, effective next week, you're done. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me because, again, our best interests have never mattered to any of them. But the main thing is just stay on top of things. Pay close attention to what's going on. And then just be ready. Folks, you've got time. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen January 1st. It may never happen, but you've got time. And and this is the time to start asking yourself, what am I going to do if they do change? You know what? I'm, I am so thankful that I'm not in California, that I don't have to live with that, that I don't have to deal with that uncertainty. But even if it did, I wouldn't be too worried for a while. I know that things are going to, you know, things could change. And you want to be ready for that. But it takes some time. So here's the thing you want to ask yourself right now. Do you even want to be an employee? Some of you will, and that's cool. And uh, for a lot of people, that's even better. That's better to be that way. That's cool. A lot of you won't want to. And that's where it's going to be a real issue if they make that change. Now, what do you do? So what I would tell you to do is be ready for that. Have your contingency plan in place. Be ready to make your move. Plan now so that you can make a change when you need. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for today. And uh, thank you for tuning in. I thank you. It's been a wonderful year. And I'm looking forward, uh, excited about 2020 and what that has ahead of us. In the meantime, folks, you know, here's the deal. We're talking about AB5. We're talking about you're running a business. And here's the thing that I really challenge you to do is go today and think about the fact that, yes, you are a business owner. At this point, you are a business owner. You will be a business owner until you aren't. And so act like one. Think like one. Go out there. Take control of your business. Go and be the boss.